getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. I hope you're having a good day because I have a great show for you this evening. That's right, we've got two back to back guests joining us a musician and a pro gamer. You're on your way with Joshua Simon. What's hot? What's hot? Time to pop off. Now, a show that continues to captivate millions around the world is Selling Sunset. Seven seasons in, and they're not stopping anytime soon. And similar to the Housewives, there are various spin offs Selling the OC, Buying Beverly Hills, Lux Listing Sydney. It goes on all around the world. Obviously, it's about real estate, but then also it's a reality TV show at the same time. Now, this is a show I refuse. To watch, Josh. But we have our entertainment guru Shamin <laughs> E in the studio. She watches everything. She watches everyone. Okay, Not everyone. I do have so much time. <laughs> what draws you to this show? Okay, the thing about Selling Sunsets, right, is that they've got so many spin-offs, but the one that's based in Hollywood mm. is the OG, right? Oh, okay. Um, where it was the brothers that started the the open the Oppenheim brothers. Is am I oh, I'm saying the name right? But anyway, uh these guys Oppenheim Group, yeah. Oppenheim, right. Oppenheim Group, Oppenheim, yeah. yeah. Oppenheim, that's right. Um, but it's just so unreal. They show up in high heels and they walk on driveways, like sloped driveways in heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I watch it for the ridiculousness of it all. But also because some of the houses I know I can never afford in my lifetime. <laughs> but I like it. But you know, right, after you look at it, you're like, hey, I also want to be luxury real estate agents. Wow, so okay, you watch a show like that and you think, hmm, I could totally do that. Yeah. Although I'm not sure about the walking around in like six-inch six heels. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. I could see myself selling a little mansion, looking overlooking the water. Look, you know? we sell you know a ton on radio all the time. You know, we're promoting prizes, mm. businesses. You know, we're working with entrepreneurs and all. I think yeah. it would be natural for us to do this. Yeah. Go into real estate. Think about it. Like sometimes you know when people say, "Oh, you've got the Malibu Beach." Then here you say you got the East Coast view. Ooh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we can bring a little bit of twang, a bit of spice to it. But I, I gotta say, for me, I've always just been very repulsed by these kind of like luxury lifestyles of the rich and I, famous anyway, kind of I, shows. Anyway, we read a news story earlier that the luxury real estate market is not making money. Yeah. I anyway, mean, I'm just letting you know. Okay, so you look at a show like that, you kind of laugh a little bit. I kind, I look at it and I just feel sad Why? for humanity. It's just like there's so much emphasis on presentation, guess, so much emphasis on how plastic and you know the idea of like the velvet rope that there's a huge divide between. Between you and I, mm. the wealth gap, and and like the wealth gap and all that sickens me. It doesn't. I don't find it amusing. So that's why, like, I find these kind of shows. What is the other one? The the, the one of the Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. Not oh, oh, Bling Empire. Bling Empire. Oh. That one. So like that, no, that one like, is ugh. just more like, I don't know. It's a ridiculous kind of. I mean, it's just out of reach. Actually, ridiculous now. It's out of reach lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the reach. You know, people love that. Uh, what you can't have, right? Uh, this is it, lah. Wow. Okay, so so you you know you are bringing up a very fascinating point. There's a reason why these shows do so well. One hundred percent. And and the rich is the one percent. So the mm. fact that they've managed to captivate the ninety nine percent with their one percent of assets, yes. it's like, hey, actually, yes. I think at the bottom of it, okay, it's a reality TV show, right? At the end of the day, right? Yeah, property, real estate, that's another thing. But it's the fact that. It's a reality TV show And people love to watch Human dynamics oh. Who mixes well with who How people get into the group It's that That people love The human to human touch It's not just the diamonds It's not, and all so, that it's not diamonds It's not I mean sure But And them walking around In like 7 inch heels But more than that though <laughs> 
human dynamics at the end of it, which is what we do on radio anyway. I get it. Selling aspiration. But my, my question is always like, what are you aspiring towards? Ooh, something to think about. Keeping you company on your way home. Joshua Simon, Kiss 92. I'm in need of a vacation as well. I think all of us are in vacation mode, right? Uh, but instead of the usual me going to Bangkok, me going to Japan, I'm trying to push myself to get out of my comfort zone, go to places I've never been before. You know, because I'm just that Singaporean who always goes to the usual haunts for me. Um, so it was recently announced today that SIA and Scoot, they are resuming flights from Singapore to Changsha, Chengdu, Chongqing, Shenzhen and Xiamen from November 26. Of course, these are places in China. I've never been to China. We've got Shamin E in the studio with us right now. You've been there numerous times. When I was in primary school, my first time, we had a school field trip. And uh, we were in Yunnan And then we went to visit The Great Wall of China It was really oh, fun You've been to the Great Wall? When I was 10 years old Is last. it very tall? Uh, compared to when I was very short At the time Yes la For sure um, No it's amazing It's a must see I feel oh. Yeah it's, it's, it's very breathtaking One of the wonders of the world 100% Now I remember When I was a kid 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 boy Okay, okay? My mum did take me to China oh. But I barely remembered it. I was a, I was a kid, you know. So so yeah. it was sort of visiting my Chinese side of my heritage, my, my ethnicity, my heritage. Um, so we went to Shantou, which is like Swa Town. Yeah. So yes, we yes. went there. It was like a rural village. Mm. I know we had the uh, uh, like Tahui Tzu, you know, uh, hot soy milk. And it's when it's fresh. It's yeah, in a big tub. And so good. We dipped the yuchakwe inside, ate wow. it in the morning, and then we rode on the back of buffaloes. There was okay. like a like a wagon. Wow. And Wow. Care, yeah, that kind. So I've never seen the modern metropolis side of China. You have to because they are so way ahead of the game. I hear. Shanghai and Beijing, so way ahead of the game. Like I remember in Beijing, I was like, wow, everything's digital. Payment systems, they were way ahead of us. Like WeChat, right? I think they use WeChat. Yeah, yeah. Alipay and all this kind of thing. Like all this was the, already a norm in China. I think like I don't know, many years ago lah. Mm. So they are yeah leaps and bounds. I can say because I know in like the nineties we all we all saw Japan that way. Like Japan was like uh, the city of the future, like mm-hmm. Tokyo for example, mm-hmm. right? And I think in the recent years I've been seeing a lot of these viral posts saying you know you get like these trains that go through houses yeah. and yeah. apartment buildings and everything. It's like wow, the Blade yeah. Runner effect actually. Uh, China is the place to go So you're considering it For holiday? Yeah Where Why not, right? Did you want a mall But if you want to do City City Then you're like One of the Beijing or Shanghai Or something When I've been It's so You will marvel at everything You'll come back And look at life A bit differently actually you're 100% But if you want that They've they've got everything Which is why like They're so big Their domestic tourism Is awesome Like they don't even Go anywhere like as in within, within China itself, there's so much to explore. Oh, right? totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, wanna... I want to go to the countryside as well because I see some of the like the, the lush landscapes and it's breathtaking. I'm like, there's no way yeah. this is in Asia. Mm. But then like you're reminded, you know. And I think actually everywhere around us, uh, if you look closer, actually Malaysia also. There's all these of like course. lush areas that are un- like unexplored as much, you know. And mm. then there's also India, for example. There are parts of India that's like snowy mountain caps and then there's Kashmir, which I hear is very beautiful as well. Let's break out of our comfort zones. But starting with China, if you've got some great recommendations on where to start, where's like a like a level one easy to navigate kind of China? City, I, so, I, I would say city first, I guess. Then you can get a little bit more familiar with it. Then go rural. Because I also get a lot of horror stories lay on YouTube. Oh. Like, oh, here you get ripped off. La, there you get ripped off. La. Here mm. people steal things from you. So I also, but I also don't want to just believe only well, that, that side. Honestly, that can be said about any city though. 
right. right? Yeah, they can except be except Singapore. Except y'all, we can be out and about till like got, four a.m. and walk. <laughs> if you've got some advice on where's like a basic starter kit to start off for a China trip, what's that mean? Eight eight five five zero ninety two zero. But big shout out to our friends over at SIA and Scoot for resuming their flights. Getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. We're taking a song that you know and love and stripping it down for your nice acoustic version. Uh, but joining us in this hour is also Thomas K. You'll know him as a pro gamer, X-Starcraft 2 pro gamer to be exact. Also Singapore's first SEA Games eSports silver medalist who's come a long way. He's also uh, written and produced and directed for Wild Banana. But now he creates content on his own. He writes scripts, he produces comedy and lifestyle on Instagram and TikTok at Hey Thomas K. He joins us in this. Uh, if you're a fan, you got a question for him, send it over. Take me home. Getting you on your way. Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. Now, I've had a list with me of people I want to have on this show. And I want to say he's in the top part of this list. But it's been hard to get him on the show because he's been super busy. You see, he's a man who wears many hats. A former eSports silver medalist, pro gamer, ex-content producer from The Smart Local, ex-producer, scriptwriter and director at Wild Banana. But many of us would have laughed at his content on Instagram and TikTok. Give it up for Thomas K. Wow, wow, wow. That wow, is wow, a wow, long wow. intro. Well, I mean, how would you how would you describe who is who is Thomas Blisk? Um I would I would always introduce myself as someone who's who tries to make ideas come true hmm. and just enjoys life. I like that. Yeah. Okay, what was Thomas like as a kid? Because you know, a lot of things that you list over here, I can kinda like follow the th- the thread to the yeah. roots, you know, and yeah. kind of like, okay, I imagine you must have grown up being a nerd. You love gaming, you love movies and TV shows, so that's right. why you wanted to go into creating. Or like, did you actually want to be an archaeologist or something? Oh, <laughs> a marine biologist. Well, that, okay. First job I ever wanted to, like, childhood dream was to be an actor. Oh, okay. Then when I grew up, I realized I probably don't want to be in Hollywood. <laughs> I'd rather do YouTube and like film content. Yeah, so it really transformed. Like, I totally dropped the dream. It's not a dream that I ever want, but it would be cool to be on screen. Like, once in a while, that there's fun in that. Um, but yeah, as a kid, I was nerd slightly. I was slightly nerdy. I was a huge, like, anime fan, manga fan, mm. uh, cartoons and all that. Uh, I'll be stooped at home quite a bit because um, my, my mom would be working a lot. Um, so I was born in Germany. So I came to Singapore when I was four. Ah. Um, yeah, with my mom. So my parents were split up. So childhood was kind of dealing with that. And then also because my mom would work more, uh, I would kind of like seek, you know, uh, refuge with friends instead for emotional support and whatnot. So that I guess your yeah. new chosen family, right? Yeah, I guess. So growing up was kind of like interesting because I was never too close or there, there would be a lot of like kind of disagreements with my parents. And then imagine with that in mind, then I go into gaming as a profession back then. It's like, what in the world are you doing? So that was that was the times when things weren't even covered on newspapers and whatnot yet, right? right. So it's very new and so the huge disagreements and whatnot. And eventually when I started, so I was I was cut off when, when I started pro gaming and 
So basically, I try to like make make my own pocket money myself, and then until I started making money, when my mom started saying like, "Oh, he's actually making money, and he's actually flying overseas and stuff like that." Because you gotta have that moment where you kind of like show them like, "Hey, yeah. I'm not just messing around. Like yeah. this is something that I genuinely am good at." Actually, exactly. It's like she's naturally your parents try to protect you, right? They want the best for you, but it's to show them that hey, what I'm doing makes sense. If once they can see that, they mm. can. For the minimum, at least tolerate what you're doing, Look, whatever it is that you're doing. I I've gone through the same thing with my parents, you know, where yeah. I've had to like show them the paycheck, yeah, know, show them the money, or yeah, it's conventional. It's it's. I mean, as far as I would go, it's Asian parenting, right? One hundred. It's the conventional like show me if Ken Ken. <laughs> it wasn't until like I've been in radio for ten years. It wasn't until I I started reading the news reports right. that my dad goes, "Oh, you're actually a serious journalist, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> he's driving the car one day like eh wait this one my son oh, yeah, he's <laughs> reporting about the crows attacking people at Orchard Central this is, this is legit actually uh, I didn't expect us to go all the way you know to, to, to your childhood just like that you got real vulnerable you asked, you you asked know, what I, was I, your childhood like I'm I, like yo my childhood is probably slightly thought, darker than the nows I thought you're gonna be like I wanted to be a, you know <laughs> Something quirky like that, you know. But I, I love that we've already kind of like uh, pushed it out a little bit. I, uh, I know what your shows are like, so I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I've got a, a fun little this or that game to play with you in a bit, though. We're gonna get okay. real nerdy. Uh, I mean, we've got pro gamer on air. I'm also like a closet gamer, so yes, let sir, that yes, freak flag fly. Uh, we've got Thomas K. Once again, follow him on Instagram at Hey Thomas K. I've said it over and over again. If you're going to enter this industry, you got to do a little bit of everything. Yes, sir. Right? And it's not just the in front of the camera thing because the allure is there for sure. But I think when you go behind the scenes and you understand the craft, like I came from film school, you know, mm. so I also did the script writing and producing thing. Yeah. Um, do you sort of echo my belief set in the sense where if you know how to work behind the scenes, then you're going to take that skill set and apply it to in front of the camera? Oh, 100%. Uh, I think it's so important whether you're like there's this saying, right? Whichever side you're working on, whether in front of the camera or behind the camera, do the other side as well. Mm. So at least you start to understand the kind of struggles that each side goes through. Like um, one example would be like in, when you're acting, you also got to act to camera. You also got to like figure out what angles look good and stuff like that. That's actually stuff for behind the camera too. So when you see them struggling, you kind of know what things you can compromise on and whatnot. So yeah. there's a lot of this and understanding. Look, if the schedule gets delayed if there's rain and stuff like this it's stuff that you know probably as an actor you don't really want to care about but if you understand the struggles and the stress that the production team goes through it's very reassuring as the actor to go up to them and be like hey look it's fine let's let's i can be here another extra 10 15 minutes blah blah oh. blah stuff like this so this two-sided thing it's all about, it's all about empathy, right? I guess that's the word. So, yes. yeah, super important. Yes. All around. Yes. Uh, it, to put in uh, another term, analogy would be sort of like you, under you appreciate the omelette when you learn how to make an omelette and you understand how hard it is to yes. cook an egg. Like, I, c I can cook a lot of things, but eggs are still one that I just struggle with the ingredient of just eggs. Can you do a good omelette? I. You can do a little bit of everything. I, I can right. appreciate my. <laughs> I would appreciate my own omelette. Yeah, effort heuristic, yes. But, uh, yeah. Another analogy would be if someone, if you know how to paint, you would know how hard it is to paint a plain white painting, which I cannot appreciate. Uh -huh. Have you ever been to those like new age museums oh. and then there's like plain white piece of paper on the wall? Right. And I'm like, no. It's abstract, how? they call it. This is, yeah. They call it abstract. You gotta, you gotta kind of like... What was done? 
I, I think it's it's the act of the artist saying, "Hey, yeah, this is what I have to say right now." Nothing. Fair, yeah, so deep. Yeah, just not the deep end of the pool that I like to get in. Bangzi yeah. is shaking his head. <laughs> A little game of this or that. Choose one over the other. Okay, first thing that comes to mind. Let's go, Thomas. This. <laughs> Breathe, breathe. Uh, yeah, okay, sorry. Okay. Diablo 4 or Baldur's Gate 3? Oh, wow, Diablo 4 is like the OG, but I'm gonna go Baldur's Gate. Okay, that one's a bit complicated though. Like, yeah, I, it's like a whole chess game. I, I haven't played either, but oh. I'm more excited to try out Baldur's Gate. Okay, hence. Uh, Tetris or Pac Man? Ooh, okay, I'm giving it to Pac Man because I won a Nintendo Switch using this game. <gasps> okay, uh, Solitaire or Minesweeper? Minesweeper. I've never figured out how to play Minesweeper. It's just numbers and where it is. I just tikam, tikam, press, 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 then oh, boom. That's how you start the first three seconds. <laughs> and then after that, you do some math. Okay, Mobile Legends, League of Legends, or Genshin Impact? Oh, Mobile Legends, they pay me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but actually, can you hear me explain Mobile Legends and League of Legends? They look very similar. They're the same. As in, okay, not the same, but Mobile Legends ripped them off. <gasps> yeah, and so League of Legends started suing them and stuff like that, but it's hard to sue when it's a different platform. Oh. But uh, yeah, that, but essentially the same. They just changed the characters' names okay. and <laughs> looks a little bit. <laughs> no wonder, like, my friends asked me to play ML or League of Legends. I just didn't know which one to download. Yeah. Something, something, bang, bang. But anyway. Yeah. That's Zel- what gets you right. Yeah. Zelda, Mario, or Pokemon? Oh my goodness. I know that's too hard. That's too hard. That's like Zelda and Pokemon is very hard. Mario I can skip out because Mario's like a you go through the game, you kind of can stop. But Zelda's new games are so good. Um but Pokemon's are all Yeah, that's I'm the go- entire legacy of Pokemon, eh? Yeah. But at the same I'm going time, with Pokemon, I'm you're sorry. going with Pokemon. Yeah, I've right? played way more Pokemon than I did Zelda. Uh fighting games now. Mortal Kombat, Tekken or Street Fighter? Street Fighter. I was waiting for Street Fighter. Ew. Okay, so I'm the so new ones? You no, know, yeah, I really want to. Have but you like, seen Chun Li's thighs? Can I say that on air? <laughs> I think you can. Like, she, like, never skips leg day for sure. Yeah. I think Cammy looks incredible. Ca- yes, Cammy. Oh, you know. I yes. look. I've been following. You know, it's just that I'm a hardcore Mortal Kombat player, mm-hmm. and for me, it's like I only play women, and I only like <laughs> I memorize all the moves and everything. So I'm really deep into the game. So yeah. if I'm so focused on Mortal Kombat, I can't focus on another game at the same time. I'll Mortal get Kombat's finishers are goaded. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, you can't fight that. But. I know, but like the K- Kitana, Melina, yes. that's where I'm at. That's where yes. I'm at. Now it's the tender, tender moment where we get to know Thomas a little bit more, okay? Because mm. earlier on we went back to the origins of Thomas, right? I love and the how, background music you're using. Yes, yes, yes. And 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 you know, initially you began as a gamer, but this is obviously way before gaming was taken seriously. Now you can win big money. Right for yep. being in these tournaments and everything, for the parent that still believes that gaming complete waste of time is mm. never going to teach my child anything, it's just a distraction. What do you say to defend gaming and their children? <laughs> this, <clears throat> well, okay, I'm I'm very distracted by the epic soundtrack going on behind, but I would say you should look at gaming in a different perspective. That um. Nowadays, through gaming, there's a lot of things that can be learned. I learned it's as stupid as vocabulary from mm. gaming, like v- valor. I learned from gaming. Um, it multitasking, l- different ways of learning a game, stuff like this. The gamification of the learning process has been kind of developed through gaming. So, making friends, even streaming, um, all these are different ways that you've developed yourself. 
And for me, I would go an extension forward that pro gaming has led me to learn personal marketing, personal branding. There's so many different uh, kind of like facets of, of games that can develop different skill sets. So <clears throat> I think the place which you can set limitations is the time, right? And priorities. If I'm in secondary school, if I'm in primary school, I should be focusing on my exams. I should be focusing on certain academics to push me on the next milestones of my life. But gaming is something that, hey, if there's something to, to be developed there, if there's a career that I can see that my kid can have, with the industry being so big and still exponentially growing like it is now, then why not? You know, it, it might be a few that they don't understand, but if this is going to be the next thing in the next generation, then don't let them miss out. Absolutely. I Look, I grew up playing Final Fantasy and before voice acting, you know, I, I, used, I learned vocabulary through reading, right? Yeah. When you play like old school Pokemon and all that, you read what's going on, the dialogue. So I learned how to write dialogue from these video games. Yes. I learned inventory management. I learned how to <laughs> save money. Yeah, yeah, you save money, yes. Right? I, I learned I'm, navigation skills with yeah. maps, working around the map, right? Searching online for tutorials. Yes. You would, you would never, I mean, I, okay, one very important part that I also want to say is that um, I think gaming gives a lot of people an escape from reality Ooh. and I think that's super important for you know people who you know can't find the right friends sometimes or you know don't have the best situations going around them that's a it's a nice distraction from everything of course yeah. uh, but we are also living in a time where uh, reality is blending with fantasy. So how do we find not just the balance, but the harmony? We've got Thomas K on the show and he stays with us in the next hour as well. Getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. Still to come, a chance for you to win a $100 dining voucher from Ajia Okonomiyaki Restaurant. I've never tried Okonomiyaki, Thomas. Have you? No way. Yes. I'm a big fan of Japan culture and food. And yeah, so yes. You grew In up Singapore, with overseas. Oh, I, mean, I like, did. I did kind of grow up with that. Yes. I mixed it up with yakisoba. Where it's like kind of like that, right? It's like soba with the sauce, like that thick sauce, and then you the got your teriyaki, yeah, that thick sauce, yes. But this but one is like I think cabbage or something like yes, that. Yes, so it's made with a bulk cabbage base, and then you've got your like sauce on top. We've got an omelette sometimes. Oh. Uh, they mix it with the batter. It's with the batter and the cabbage, and it comes in many different ways. There's one in Japan which I haven't found it here. Okay. But they make it with this. It's almost like a mochi okonomiyaki. <gasps> Super good. I don't know whether they sell it. Okay, yeah, so they've got favorites like potato cheese mentai, garlic fried rice, century egg kani tofu. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we can get Ajia Okonomiyaki to sponsor Hey Thomas K, right? <laughs> On the playlist coming up, we're going to the Greatest Showman soundtrack. Of their pink venom record. And a song that would fit in a FIFA game. Fresh on our playlist, Will I Am and J Balvin. Right? Come with this song. Yeah, 100%. You let's got go, it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Easy song. Uh, now, before we continue with Thomas, um, I did this little um, experiment uh, recently as well because I'm a I game. I'm on the radio, I wear my headphones a lot. And I found out that I have a little dent 
on my head. They call it the gamer's dent from wearing your headphones uh, for too long. Yeah, you see yeah, that? Yeah. You see I've, that? I've heard that. I've heard about it, and I see it right now. Yes. Right. Yeah. So like my my head has a little dent in the middle, a bit of a valley. Yeah. Okay. You know? Do okay. you think you have one? I, I might, but I honestly don't think it's cause of headsets. I I can't believe that to be true. Yeah. Do I have a dent? I feel like it's not. Gamers, super. please check. Parents, please check your children's heads. No okay. Way. Do you have a dent on your head if you're a gamer, please? Almost there. You're on your way on Kiss ninety two. We're talking games right now. Uh, we're living in a time where there's so many options, so many things calling for your attention. Yeah. Uh, don't even get me started on the streaming stuff. Or, or cinemas and what movies out there but just even in the gaming world right I have a Switch at home I've got my PlayStation 5 and then there's the computer and then there's the mobile phone and of course with the new iPhone 15 Pro series they've got like these incredible like AAA titles on it as well everything's just calling out to you how do you find time to sit down and be like I'm gonna pump in hours into this game yeah, Thomas I, I, I don't like <laughs> truth be told I don't and it sucks and my goal for 2024 isn't to make money, isn't to whatever. It's to play games. Like, actually, I told myself that. Because this year, I wanted... So, I quit my previous job. Or I left my previous job uh, at Wabanana. And this year has been like, okay, I want to make this content. I want to make that content. I want to make way more gaming content. Mm. And that just never came into fruition. I have all these ideas which just never came by. And so... I got so busy, which is a good thing, I guess. It's a blessing. But so every two, three days or something, you get two hours to game. And I would love to always play with my friends. So we end up playing like Valorant, stuff like that. So PC. But if I'm traveling, mm. if I'm on a plane, I use my Switch. Then I'm, ah. I'm playing Fire Emblem right now. So Fire Emblem Engage. And if I'm on the commute, like from taxi to here, or like taking the bus or the train, I'm playing like chess. Mo- Actually, most times it's chess. I haven't found a really good like chess. mobile game that I can play. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah chess. just chess, classic yeah, like chess. English, yeah, classic oh. chess. Yeah, I haven't found a good because I've played the Clash Royales. I've played you know the Clash games, which are great, but then it gets tiring. After yeah, that, so, like yeah. like for me, the commute is my music and audiobook or podcast time. Yeah, uh, when I sit down and park myself to play a video game. These days, I have like an hour or two, so I, I play like fighting games and stuff. Yeah. It is hard because like you have these big triple A titles. Like I missed out on what that Death Stranding. Oh yes, right. Yes. So I have so many played. beautiful right. games. Yeah, so that are beautiful. out there, and then you know they're good because yeah. they got these rave reviews. Like my friend got me Baldur's Gate three, and he's yeah. like, "This game will change your life." And yeah, the reviews are like ten out of ten masterpiece. Yeah, but I'm just like, it's gonna take up so much time. I just know it. Yeah, it doesn't even have time to change my life. <laughs> I want my life to be changed. It's I don't have the time. <laughs> yeah, it's too many things. So. I, I want to set aside time to do this. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay, and then also, you know, I know that you play basketball as well. So, yeah. it's also ensuring that you do get to have some actual physical see, activity, some games. Basketball takes priority because it's exercise. So, if I don't get exercise every two, three days, that's worse than not getting gaming because mm. just physically, the dopamine, the endorphins, whatever, that's more important to keep my body healthy in the long run so I can live longer to play more games. So you see how that's a yes. cycle? Yeah, so playing more games doesn't make me play more basketball, but playing basketball can make me play more games. So that's the, see, that's the gamer mindset. Like, I've planned this out. 
There's so many things I want to ask you about because you know you used to work at Smart Local, mm-hmm. you used to work at Wild Banana, mm-hmm. you care about film and TV shows, like you're big on entertainment, but you also began your first love is for gaming, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I, I cannot like say goodbye to you today without having you also kind of like shed some light on on cyberbullying and how, you know, gaming sometimes, like my roommate told me this recently. He was like, Josh, I actually don't like it when you play Mortal Kombat. I was like, why? <laughs> like, I, I, I thought you, I thought you find it quite amusing the gore and all that he's like no it's not about that you get so like pent up like your yeah. mood you can tell you're so tense yeah. and it's such a toxic game and right. I was like oh my god I didn't even realise that but maybe that's the that's the way you need to vent you know if you didn't have Mortal Kombat then how? <laughs> then what would you be doing? You know? That's the question he should be asking. So he should be grateful that Mortal Kombat exists so that you have the platform to vent. It's funny though this this thing so there's two sides of me one is the I actually feel feel banter is good because banter like trash talking and stuff makes the game fun and creates some competitiveness. Right. Of course, it goes overboard and that's where you have your report button. Ah. Um, but there are I've seen a programmer which I started to adopt his style, which is in StarCraft, which is was the game that I went pro in. That's a one v one game, so yeah. it's when you banter, it's against one person. And ah. so this, when I meet an opponent who goes off like, "Oh, you, you're horrible at the game," blah blah blah, yeah. and then I would usually reply with kindness and be like, "Dude." you're probably having a hard day. Just let it out. Let me take it so that your friends don't have to deal with this. Like, it's okay. Tell me if you have stuff going through. And usually, they keep quiet after that because they're like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Kill them with kindness. You yeah. become like a martyr for yeah, them yeah, for this yeah. entire situation. It's, I've actually done something like, like someone was so mean to me and I was just like, but you play Scorpion really well though. I just want to say like, you make me want to learn this character. Oh, You're actually quite yes. brilliant. And then the moment you do that, they become such a softy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. bro, you're actually not bad too. <laughs> it's yeah, like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, they just need a vent. It's just, yeah, it's a platform. And then once you get to know them, they're actually nice people. <laughs> okay, and then also, if you could sort of... Because I, I sometimes feel like I have to defend myself against some of my peers where they're like, okay, gaming is something you grow out of after a certain age. Like, you should not be 30 plus and still gaming. I completely disagree. How dare they? Right! Yeah. It's like, in their mind, gaming is like a sort of a kid, juvenile kind of thing that you grow out of. But for me, it's like gaming is for life. Like, I want to be here to play Mortal Kombat 15 or 20... Yeah, so I have two facets to this. One is the platform of of content, right? You're saying like, okay, the stereotype would be that older people read, younger people watch movies and stuff, but it's just different platforms. If you're older, but you still can be engaged within a game, then that's your platform of consuming new storylines, consuming new perspectives. And in fact, there's a whole research done on how like playing games for elderly actually helps decrease like yes. um, what do you call that? Like Parkinson's and... Uh, or dementia. Uh, dementia. One, one of go. those, Thank right? You. Because you're, you're sort of like you're training yourself to focus and I think it does something to managing your pain as well. If you've got pain levels, mm-hmm. uh, helping you kind of focus on a video game, you get immersed in that world and you care about your character, yeah. you kind of almost, in a way, you partition yourself to like a part of you is Thomas and a part of you is your character. Sometimes you find these qualities that this character yeah. has and you're like, yeah, I am Miles Morales. Yeah, I think the only thing is that you play it and you're... You don't have time for anything else, right? Like if you got kids and you got you know stuff to yeah. do, you got chores and stuff, then of course it gets hard. But hey, if you have the opportunity to play games, why not? You know, actually, circling back to that conversation about cyberbullying, there's one time I got so annoyed at this one player on Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and then I was about to go off on this person, right? Because he was just running away and shooting projectiles, and then I could hear from his microphone a little baby crying. 
And I was oh, like, no. oh my god, that's a dad. Oh no. I told my friends, like, no wonder you should have scolded him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be there just telling him, like, yo, let it out, let it right. out. Shoot whatever you want to shoot. <laughs> Thomas Blisk. Uh, once again, find him on Instagram and TikTok at Hey Thomas K. I know this won't be the last time uh, that you're on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Sounds good. Tomorrow. <laughs> Always with you on your way on Kiss 92. Hot. What's hot? Time to pop off. K-pop boy band and Hyphen will perform in Singapore for the first time. The group is set to stage two shows at the Singapore Indoor Stadium on January 20th and 21st as part of the Asian leg of their second world tour, Fate. And Hyphen will also make stops in Taiwan, Macau and the Philippines. The band is known for songs like Fever and Bite Me and have three albums that sold more than a million copies. Tickets range from $148 to $348. A pre-sale for the band's fan club will take place on November 20th with pre-sales starting November 21st. Getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon. On Kiss 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on Kiss 92 with us on the show right now, traveling from Hong Kong to Singapore for the very first time. We have singer, songwriter, producer XT, who's got a brand new EP, Apollo 23, that's out now. With her brand of cosmic pop. Now I hope that I know you're here for a music festival. I hope you've had time to like go around, explore <laughs> Singapore. Have you? Not yet. <gasps> yeah, but Not I have yet? time tomorrow. So ah. like uh like tomorrow is my last day full day here. So I'm gonna do some really cliche touristy stuff. No, I think you should. Like, yeah. I think I've not even done the the cliche touristy stuff, even though oh. I'm from Singapore. I've never been to Gardens by the Bay. Uh yeah, that's exactly where I'm going Beautiful. tomorrow. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, just based on the photos and everything. <laughs> it looks very you can shoot a music video there. Oh. I think I think One Republic recently shot a video here as well i'm not sure where oh. it was but yeah like it's grimes shot something mm. at uh gardens by the bay wow uh, okay. once upon i think she I'm shot the reality music video now her first time in singapore was for a music festival with us on the show right now i have the tremendous pleasure of having on the show as well for the first time on kiss 92 hong kong based artist xt uh, she's got a brand new ep apollo 23 out now With her take on Cosmic Pop. Exploring the life, the universe, and the relationship between humanity and nature through her music. And we're going to be treated to a live performance in just a bit. Welcome to the show, XT. Am I saying that right? Yes, hi. XT, that's very cool. Okay, when did your journey with, I guess, electronic music begin for you? Wow, I I think I I didn't know actually. Like maybe from my parents, I guess. So like in Canto Pop, there's a lot of electronic influence back then. But I feel like I don't really know. Like just feel like I'm connected to the music. Well, I've not actually heard a lot of like Canto electronic music because mm. my roommate forces forces me to listen to a lot of Sammy Cheng. Oh, those are more ballads, right? Yeah, and like, another, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. That, you know? yeah, yeah. Okay, fascinating. Mm. Okay, and where would you say you are? 
right now in terms of your journey through electronic music? I mean, of course, with Apollo 23 and also you're starting to see dance music starting to rise up again with house music also starting to be hitting the mainstream. Um, like for me, I didn't think too much about the genre that I make. I just want to produce songs that I feel connected to. That's why I've been like talking a lot about my genre, but it's not, I don't want to like describe it as a genre because I feel like I have a lot of influence from different genre, but I like to call my music cosmic pop. That's how I want to shape my artistry and I don't want to like take it too much from all oh, this a little bit of this, a yes. little bit of that, and then it's it's quite hard to explain. I just want to make music that I feel connected to me as a person, and then also I feel like ooh, it sounds good. I just put it in, and that's go. simple. Yeah, right. It's not just so much the treatment of or the presentation of it, but what you have to say. So I'm curious, XD, what do you have to say through this project? Um, so yeah, the project Apollo Twenty Three is actually my debut album, and then I okay. So growing up, I wasn't a confident kid, and because I have eczema and skin allergy, and then I but I I really love music. Growing up, I was singing in musical theater, and then I I sing a lot, and then also play the piano because you know Hong Kong parents always you know force you to <laughs> to like learn an instrument, and that's how I started like my counter with music. That's how I started, but like for Apollo Twenty Three, this album is actually um, I want my story like I, I'm very I, I, I'm open to talk about my story in, in the album and then I want because I'm also a producer and I want to use my production and also songwriting and my singing and then I want to channel out kind of my empowerment to the younger girls or like like other people in the world to feel comfortable about themselves and feel confident and to feel the warmth. That's why I call yes. Apollo 23. It's your, like a spaceship. Your music is transcending the human experience. Oh. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> Don't worry. You're on your way with Joshua Simon. Kiss 92. You're not hanging out with our dear Nat. Josh, let's talk Halloween. <laughs> you always come in with a question. Okay, what's your question? Yes, yes, your yes. spooky themed question. Let's go. Yes, okay. Actually, it's more of like a nom nom theme. Like, we're going to talk about food. <laughs> Do you have like a favorite Halloween treat? Or if you host a party, what's something Halloween themed that you'd make? Oh my goodness. Because you had the, a party recently, right? Yes. yes but yes. the amount of money we spent on the candy, uh-huh. which was a suggestion from a friend of ours. It was like, oh my God, you have to have candy. Why? Because mm-hmm. like, I bought from, uh, I always go to Spotlight to buy my oh. decoration. Right? Yes, yes. So there was a gorgeous, like, very cute, like, skull. Oh. I, okay, I, I know it sounds gross, but it's like a skull, but it's a cartoon skull, okay. like, bucket that we put at the front of the house. So I, I initially was just going to put, like, leaves and decor around it. And it was like, no, 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 you should put, like, a whole bunch of candy. So we spent mm. money on candy. Hey, candy is expensive, you know? It is. It All is. the M&Ms and everything is super expensive. Yes, especially, like, if you want variety, right? You don't want to just be, like, ha- having that whole skull of, like, fruit blast. Right. <laughs> mentos, yeah. I thought just Hello Panda candy, but no. <laughs> like, we had to, like, put all these different, like, brands and everything, like, variety. So we spent so much money on it. I'm not like a candy person. I've never yeah. been a chocolate or candy person. Oh. So like for me, if only, you know, like for Halloween trick or treat, y'all give me like protein powder. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you know, frozen chicken, chicken breast, all that I'll take. You know, but okay, apart from that, I went to, um, what is that? Pepperoni's Pizza. Because they have the it. XXL massive pizzas, right? Yeah. But they also had this uh, Halloween pizza, which like squid ink base. Oh. So it's like a black pizza with some ham and all that. So that was pretty cool. But apart from that, like we... We, we had Cal, you know, our food makes Cal happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he brought all these weird combinations. So we ate um, curry in Cocoa Crunch. Oh, yes. We ate uh, Laokan Ma chili with uh, oat milk. 
it's actually oh. quite nice eh. Oh, it's actually quite nice. Coming from you, it's nice. Yeah, I'm usually not a, like a, try this. a spicy kind of person, but it was actually like ooh. So I actually think maybe that could be like a new tradition moving forward, where we just combine mm. weird foods that should never go together. Basically, like gate crashing mm. before Halloween. Right, right. Bring the spook into the food. What about you? Freaky food? Anything? Freaky. I I've always thought that I would have enough time to make like Halloween cupcakes or something like that. But I'm just scrolling on Instagram, and there's just so many pretty like versions of it, but very time consuming. Yeah, it actually. Yeah, but so pretty. I just remember my friend actually made a mocktail. Uh-huh. Uh Using ribena because you know like reddish like blood, mm. right? So ribena, and then you add some soda water or Sprite, and then she created eyeballs. But Ooh. but essentially it's lychee or longan oh. for the exterior and then you put like blueberries inside you stuff it Oh, because it will seal it up you know so it yes. actually look like eyeball there. oh very oh. smart I shall steal that <laughs> you're not just on the way you're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92 you have been on your way with Joshua Simon I hope I earned the privilege of your time but now I leave you in the good hands of Nat who's taking over it seems this week our prizes Nat and I mm-hmm. uh, we're giving out a lot of Japanese food right yes I was just looking at what you're giving out oh so delicious sounds so, so delicious every evening it's Ajia Okonomiyaki right but mm-hmm. now tonight your chance to win from Kuro Hanabi yes it's also Okonomiyaki yeah, 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 similar. I've never tried okonomiyaki. No, stop. Okay, which restaurant want to sponsor me first? Let's go. Oh, you have no, never had okonomiyaki. I mixed it up with yaki soba, which is very okay. similar, right? Because it comes with like the egg cracked over it and the uh-huh. teriyaki sauce and everything. But uh-huh. I think okonomiyaki is a lot of vegetables as well. Yes, lots of vegetables. I would think it's closer to like takoyaki, but you have never had this. I make good okonomiyaki. You may. I make for you next time. I'm very scared <laughs> about making Japanese food because oh, like what? like Japanese food is so like intricate and precise okay. and the presentations also very like and like the ingredients has to be specifically from Japan I feel uh-huh, la I feel uh-huh. la so it's like I'm always very scared that I'll mess it up right you know? right definitely like the raw food and all that don't mess confirm cannot touch you know oh my gosh you know when I was young right uh-huh. I was obviously like new to like sashimi and everything I was yes. blown away so I thought mm. oh I just go NTUC and buy a slab of salmon <gasps> no. and then just eat la no. good thing my mother stopped me yeah she told me because I'm like raw is raw ma yeah. So I thought I can just eat ma. And then she's like, no, 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 it has to be sashimi great. So I don't actually really know the major difference between ah. the sashimi great of salmon. Because to me, still raw is raw, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand, I understand. Took me a while to understand that as well. We need to have like a sushi chef on the show to really help us to learn the craft yes. of Japanese food, the secrets behind it, and what makes it so different from any other cuisine in the mm-hmm, world. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nat is next for you. You're on your way. Joshua Simon.